Hey everyone, this is Jeff Stevens and this is the Creative Stick Up. On the show this week, I've got Elizabeth Tucker. You know Elizabeth as the publisher of Alive Magazine and the head of Alive Media Group. Um, and she is an interesting person to talk to. I had, I had never met her before. I'd heard of her, uh, about her for a long time. So it was great to sit down and listen to her beginnings, where she's from, um, her acting career, the moment that Attilio gave her this speech to say in St. Louis and, and skip her dream to be an actress on Broadway, starting a live magazine and Fashion Week and, and really coming into her own as a uh, publisher and woman in St. Louis with a lot of influence. Well, we, we talk about all kinds of fun stuff, um, and she was a really great person to sit down with, so enjoy my conversation with Elizabeth. Maybe it's just human nature, not just say Lois. <laughs> well, and also when you when people are super passionate about something, yeah. I think it's really normal yeah, yeah. to yeah. be like. Yeah. Have you always had had a passion for something? Have you been a passionate person your entire life? Because obviously, I think to be yeah. a publisher of anything, right? To, oh my God! Yes. You got to have a real distinct point of view. Yes. To be a media publisher. Right? And have you always had that? Yeah. Did you grow up with that? Were you like this fight, <laughs> fighting kid in school? Or, oh my God. Shut her up. Yes. Um, did you talk to my parents? Yes. Um, I've always been highly opinionated. <laughs> I used to uh, say that I was going to be the first female president. Oh. I don't know where that got started, you, but when I was like five years old, yeah. it like became a thing. Listen, you still might be. <laughs> Do not count yourself out no, of that. No, no, don't say that. We've well, got our first female president. I hope so. I hope so too. Let's hope. We're not that we're gonna have the political discussion. We're close. Yeah. We're close to the first female president. Yeah. But and better her than me because that's gonna that's gonna be like brutal for the Honestly first it's woman. a thankless task. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's Being, a thankless task. It is. Sounds awful. I mean she's you know to be a woman in that I mean that woman has been through more people cutting her down for longer. Oh my god. Right? I mean, anybody her. else would have had a, a, a breakdown. A nervous breakdown. A total Somehow. nervous breakdown. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, so you went from thinking you were going to be the first female president, which is great. How old were you when you thought this? I, I mean, when I, when I was like five years old. Somehow, it, my dad, I actually I recently asked my parents, yeah. where did that come from and how did I even know that that was a thing? Yeah. And my dad said, I, it was me. I planted that seed with you. Your father did. So, yeah. God love him. I guess. What's, I what does he do? Um, he said, Elizabeth, you know what? I think you can be the first female president. And you're like, really? <laughs> it's stuck? Yeah, it's stuck. And then, I think it was because I was bossy, so maybe he was giving me a hard time. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I went to my first debate. Okay. And it was horrible. And you were a debater. I was a debater. How old are you at this When time? I was a freshman in high school. Okay. Okay. And Dude. I hated it. I hated the po the political side of it. I hated memorizing the facts. I hated that everybody was so mean. I hated that I wasn't the best at it. Ah. Did not. Did like, not go well. No. Did not go well. And Do you remember the topic, what you were debating? I don't remember. Who knows? I have no idea. Okay. And 
one of the girls said, well, because I, I think I ended up not even finishing whatever we were doing at, yeah. at the uh, at the speech and debate tournament. Yeah. And they said, if you could go over and watch the people doing, like, the poetry. And I was like, I think I'm going to. So I wa- <laughs> wander over to the, the poetry reading. Okay. And I was like... You found your people. These are my people. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I love this. So I started doing, I wrote poetry, okay. started, you know, reciting the poetry. Okay. I, um, but what I really, really loved doing was like the monologues. Um, so memorizing multiple. Okay. It's a little scary that yeah. that went really well, but memorizing multiple characters and playing multiple characters okay. was like my specialty. So you were in theater. You so became then, a theater kid. Then I tried out for a play and got the part of Beth for Little Women okay. my freshman year, okay. which was like and the biggest you, deal ever. And if you know the play Little Women, which I don't, Beth oh. is a key part? She's one of the sisters. Okay. So yeah. Is she the main sister? She's not, but Marcia, I laid, Is it Marsha, Jan, and Cindy kind of sisterhood? Like everyone's got their own little archetype? Oh yeah. And, and what's Beth? She's sort of the weak one. Okay. She ends up dying actually. Oh, so you have a death scene. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then I later, my junior year, played uh, the part of Joe, the main character. Oh, okay. So, yeah. That's cool. So, full circle. And All she's right. like tomboy, big personality. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Large and in charge. So, I went full circle with the, yeah. with the women play. That's cool. <laughs> so, you, this is when you decide you want to be an actress. Yeah. So, now you want to be an actress in high school. Yeah. Okay. And so that's you, that's actually what I thought I was going to pursue. Yeah. Originally. So you, and you pursued it for a while, correct? I did. Yeah. So I did. Um, I did mainly theater in high school. Okay. And I mean, where'd you go to high school? <laughs> this is serious. I've I've been doing this podcast for I don't know twenty one times. I've never asked that question, <laughs> but I'm going to ask you. You're the first person. Wow. Where'd you go to high I school? I feel so lucky. It's it's the question, right? And so, we're all now everyone. Let's all get ready to judge here based on this answer. <laughs> So I went to Lafayette. Lafayette for two years, and then I went to Incarnate Word, which is what's that? Uh, Lafayette is a big, huge school out in the county. Yes, in which Wildwood. is kind of on Clayton Road, where it ends, right? It's in um, Were yeah. You friends like with Wildwood. David Freeze. He went to Lafayette. Yeah, but before or after you? He was, I think, two after. years after you. After me. Okay. Yeah. And then you went to something, what did you just say? Then I went to Incarnate Word Academy. Incarnate Something Academy, which is a school somewhere else. It's, Tell me about that. a uh, school out in North County. Okay. Um, and I was I went there, I followed my theater teacher. Oh. So um, you were really into this. I was really into it. You're like, I'm going to do this. Yes. I That's took cool. it really seriously. Okay. So I had a couple of acting coaches and thought that I would go on to do theater. Fine. Yeah. You were going to go yeah. to Broadway? Was that yeah. the dream? Yeah, or that was movies? the dream. Or you don't know, Broadway? Yeah, okay. yeah straight acting. So straight up theater. Straight up theater. And you're not going to be a movie star. You want to be a theater. Yep. Okay. Wanted, wanted to be in theater. So. Okay. Um, and how long did you pursue this? So then went, so I got into DePaul. Um, I got into their conservatory in Chicago. That's where I thought I was going to go to study. And um, at the time, I had just started working at... Atilio's, which was um, our first business that we worked on. So it's Atilio's Nutrition, Fitness, and Weight Loss. Okay. This is fun. This is Atilio, your partner or... No, business partner. Business partner in the magazine. 
Yeah. And we all know Attilio in town, right? Because yeah. he's, he's a man about town. Yeah. <laughs> involved in a lot of things. I saw him last night. Um, it's called, this is Attilio's first business. It is yes. called, say that again, because I have no idea what this is. Attilio's <laughs> what? Attilio's Nutrition, Fitness, and Weight Loss. Awesome. So you're going to play the part of someone who sells <laughs> people nutritional supplements? Yes. For, for this play... Um, yes. So um, I'm a nutritional supplement salesperson. And I started okay. off as his assistant. Okay. And then ended up managing a couple of the stores. And so that you went there instead of college. So yes. So I was <laughs> I was on my way to college, and Natalia said, "Wait, wait. Wow. Let's build something here. Let's wow. really let's let's change lives. Let's wow. make this dream come true." Do you remember this speech he gave you? Oh, yes, I remember the speech. I remember the speech well. Yeah. He sat you down. It was and very said, emotional. Wow. Yeah. He said, I, I think we were onto something here with he this did. supplement superstore thing. Yeah. I need you to help me explode this. And we were going to change lives together, make healthier people. Yeah. I mean, and, and help people, I think, live their best life. I mean, and that's, yeah. you know, ultimately what the magazine ended up. I mean, because the magazine started yeah. as really a newsletter for the store. Oh, you're kidding. The so mag, wow. It, you know, Alive means something so And was it always now, called Alive? Mm -hmm. It was called Alive yeah. in the supplement superstores. It started or off as a live wellness journal. Wow. <laughs> How cool. So, yeah. That's amazing, right? That, yeah. No, I mean, we... And you had no idea what you were doing, either of you, I'm sure, with the magazine publishing anything. No, so I mean, we started off with just the stores, okay. and we had our own supplement line. Okay. So he made me a partner in the business, okay. and um, we grew that business from two stores to thirteen stores. Wow. Um, we had our nutritional supplement line, okay. which was called Click Nutrition. And this is your personal. We had to go make this product ourselves. Nutritional line. So yes. we found all the stuff. So like powders that you stick in the shakes and whip up and stuff yep. like that? Okay. Yep. So vitamins. Yep. And, and you um, did all this, like product development. And, we did. Wow. Yeah. So we had a manufacturer that we worked with in Canada. We'd fly up there and check things out. And wow. Work with them on the formulas. Atilio designed all the labels. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was really good boot camp. Yeah. A really good boot camp. How to run a business. How to run a business and how to market a product. Um, and I'd say that's where a lot of our marketing background came from because then we started doing campaigns on a national level for our product line. Okay. And we had a phone center and a website that we were distributing from. Okay. So that was um, 130 employees between the retail stores and wow. the uh, phone center and website and delivery. So it was... A pretty big business yeah. for a twenty-year-old. You're twenty. So, You're twenty. And how, what did, has Attila ever told you? What he saw in you, or do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, did he say, "I see this thing in you, kid"? I'm, I'm bossy. You're bossy. I'm it's bossy. the same thing your dad told you. <laughs> it's this bossiness. Yeah, that's I think, awesome. Uh, I always, I mean, and part of it, it's kind of funny because you know, when you're an actor, it's hard to know how much of that was me just looking at what other people who yeah. seem to know themselves well, what, how they were acting, acting, and yeah. yeah, portraying themselves, and so how you, much you, of it I really knew. That's but, funny. 
So you went in and acted like you knew what the hell you were doing, whether you did <laughs> yeah, or not. I did. I acted like I knew what I was doing. Um, Which is life, right? Yeah. That's kind of what you do. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I attribute a lot of that to, you know, Coca and some of the mm-hmm. acting coaches that I had through that program but um, that I went to. Mm-hmm. And I, I really feel like a lot of that just gave me so much confidence. Yeah that now I look back and I go, oh my God, how was I 18, 19, 20 years old and yeah. having these conversations? I don't know. I mean, I all I could say is that <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Coco, for giving me the confidence yeah. um, to really prepare me, I think. Yeah, so you're going up to yeah. meet with these Canadian manufacturers, <laughs> right? And you're this kid. Do they treat you like a kid? Or are, they, are you just coming in like, like who is this? Who is this girl coming in here bossing us around? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think we, like, most of them would have met me over the phone okay, first. right. And they the didn't know how old I was. Right. And by the time I got there, you know, we had so much mutual respect. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, I, I'd say my parents really helped me. Okay. Um, they, do they live out in the county still? Are they still around? They are. They're in the city now, though. Okay. Yeah. Good. What are they doing? What they've, do they do? They've moved into the city. They're both retired. Just hanging out. Yeah. Hanging out in the city of St. Louis. Yeah. Causing trouble every night. Go, I like that. Yeah. Going to art museums and Good for great that. restaurants. So they're very cultured, very smart. You yeah. had that growing up? Yeah. And I, I mean, my parents were a lot about, you know, kind of showing up and doing the right thing. And yeah. I mean, I always say, my dad said to us every single morning, do the right thing, do the best job you can, and treat other people the way you want to be treated. Wow. Every and morning, this was his advice. At every breakfast morning. Time. Wait, say that again. <laughs> do the right thing. Do the right thing. Do the best job you can. Yep. And treat other people the way you want to be treated. So the golden rules. Dad. And it's simple. Yeah. Right? But yeah. And at a time, I was like, ugh, Dad, <laughs> shut up. You know, leave us alone. Yeah. We just want to be normal. Why do you say these weird things? <laughs> and now I look back on that, and I go... Oh, that it. So it was natural for me to kind of get that and to work really hard, have a really strong work ethic, to try to, you know, do the right thing in the community and um, have a team of people that I respect and we have mutual respect and trust and to treat them well and make their job exciting and their career opportunities exciting and you know the all those things. I'm like, where did that come from? Well, it came from that. From my dad. From my dad. Did, does your dad know this? Did you tell him? Oh, I'm sure I've told him. I'm sure <laughs> I've told him. Yeah. Do you have siblings? Older sister, younger brother. Okay. So you're the middle kid. Yes. And what do they do? They still around? Um, my sister. Go, go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my sister is in accounting. My brother has, is an entrepreneur. Okay. Good. He has a restaurant called oh. Lulu's. Oh, yeah. Right down on Washington. Locust. Uh, on South Grand. Oh, South Grant. Were they, did they used to be on St. Charles? Lulu's, no. Oh, okay, South Grant. Yeah. Okay. South Grant. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. That's yeah. tough. That's a tough business. Do so you like it? They're doing so well. Good. They're, it's my Get brother me. and sister-in-law, and they are so smart. Oh, they're good. like, <laughs> they're, they've got a really good product, so. So you're in charge of 130 employees. You are a, building a small supplement empire. At the time of supplement empire growth, right? This is a hot business. Yeah. So this is a time when, um, 
Yeah, we were the main competitor, in, at least in the city of St. Louis, to GNC. Yep. And um, it was a growing, rapidly growing industry. Yeah. And um, at that time, we actually started the magazine. Okay. So I was going to say, this is, this is now a magazine for the customers of supplements, but then at some point, it became something else. Yes. So we we fell in love with, well, I'll just say, yeah. you know, we have all these employees, we have all these these stores, and what do we talk about, think about, and what are we working on? But this, this little newsletter that's like a 16-page newsletter. Okay. Um, so this starts off, is it like newsprint? You know what I'm saying? It's not glossy. It was glossy. Oh, you started glossy. Okay, the good. The very first one was glossy. Good for you. And made in like, you know, Microsoft Publisher. Right. Um... So my other business partner, Kelly, the three of us. So Kelly wrote it. Okay. I sold it, okay. and Attilio designed it. Oh, perfect. And that was sort of the... There you go. Yeah. That's what you need. <laughs> That's what we needed. That's cool. So, and then we... Decided though, that's really what we wanted to do. You all three have found this passion about this newsletter. We love it. And, and you put it out every month? At that time, we were putting it out every other month. Okay. Yeah, every okay. other month. Okay. Um, and then the industry shifted. Yeah. There was a couple of ingredients that were banned. Okay. Um, and they were, you know, key ingredients and key ingredients and key products. Okay. In the model. Okay. And I think even if that had never happened, yeah. Like, what were the ingredients? Taurine. No. <laughs> what are? What were they? It was. Do you um, remember this? Do stuff? you remember uh, what uh, Mark McGuire took? The Andro. Yes, Andro. Uh, yeah. Yes. So. Which was. All this, yeah, that year, mm-hmm. like all the Bill Romanowski was had the hats on. It was some kind of weird. There was a lot of people getting into that business. Yeah. I can't remember what that brand was called. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like yeah. all of a sudden it was everywhere. Yeah. This crazy soup supplement, Andro something something, right? Yeah. They were all doing Okay. Yes. And then um, ephedrine, which, or, yeah. yeah, ephedrine. Okay. Which is a speed type thing. Yeah, it basically controls your appetite. Gotcha. So um, when that happened, when that shift happened, it was just sort of the perfect timing because we were we were more interested in doing something that was lifestyle focused and not just health and fitness. So do you remember the day when this happened? When you were like, "I think we can do this as a standalone magazine and get out of this," or did it? Was it gradual? It was gradual. Okay. Yeah, because. I mean, part of it was we didn't really understand what it would take, right? I mean, we didn't know. I mean, that's like entrepreneurs, you know, we're like, I don't know. We stumbled into the next thing and we were like, oh God, how do we do this? I don't know. Let's let's hire some people who know and let's find out. (laughs) Uh, So we did and we hired several people who were... Kind of knew what they were doing. A lot lot smarter than us. Yep. Um, And we learned the industry and it just so happened that, you know... My sales and marketing and business yep. side put with Atilio's creative side mm-hmm. and Kelly's content and, and strategy side, all of them came together yeah. sort of perfectly. Yeah. And um, and we had a magazine. And then, you know, it we ended up having just incredible, incredibly talented people who yeah. who came in. I so. remember when Alive I remember I don't even know when I saw it, but I remember when Alive came out. 
it was because I, I worked at the RFT for a while. That's how I got to St. Louis. I worked oh. for Ray at the RFT, and so I knew the whole St. Louis magazine staff. But they oh, were doing okay. it in the same building. Yeah. Um, and I sold ads when I first got here. And helped you did? Produce. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what I was doing. I helped raise money to do their music festivals is what I was doing. Creating the sponsorship packages and giving the whatever. Okay. Who's cool. selling the beer at our music festival? Yeah, I did all kinds of stuff. But, so I remember when Alive, so I knew the scene kind of. And I remember when, and St. Louis Magazine always felt sort of, like it, like the alternative weeklies were being disrupted. As they disrupted the dailies, right? Yeah. It seemed like Alive had just come in and had this super fresh, really fun voice for St. Louis. <laughs> and I kept thinking, like, I don't know if this town is cool enough for this magazine. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm we like, heard I don't that know, are they going to have any people that get it? Because it seems pretty hip for this. But it, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I mean, it's done okay. Yeah. I think that that's like, that's one of the things about St. Louis is that um, we naively went into this space. Yeah. Right? You didn't and know, you had no idea what you were getting yourself into. We didn't know. We just did what we liked. Yeah. Right? And yeah. what we thought was cool and what mm -hmm. stories we thought were relevant. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that there was this sort of untapped audience yeah. that was always rolling their eyes at other things that were going on. And when we came out, they were like, wow, like, thank you. Yeah. You know, there are, we, we do exist here. So yeah. I feel like when people ask me, people ask me all the time, where, where are you from and where else have you lived? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm from here. Well, where else have you lived? I've not, you know, I've always been here. I think that's such a compliment though, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think it's also because I've spent long, yeah. so much time. Which years were you in Paris? With, right. Right? With all these people yeah, who really... are are not your typical, you know, I've, I've been here forever yeah. people. Either they're from somewhere else yeah. or um, they've, they've been here and then they've left and then they've come back. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a really different viewpoint sure. of what St. Louis is and who the people are here. That's so interesting. So you, and Because I would say that too. You've, you've surrounded yourself and cultivated just a... Disparate, uh, divergent point of view of all kinds of things. Like when you publish a magazine, you almost have to, right? Yeah, I mean, that's when I go to New York, I meet great people, yeah. but I think, well, we have these same amazing people in St. Louis, yeah. and there's fewer of them, which makes it that much more exciting when you find someone. You're like, more of my people! <laughs> you know, it's like so exciting! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, you know, I really, I love that about this yeah. city that. That it is, it's a special moment when you meet mm -hmm. someone who is interested in, you know, pushing the city forward yeah. with, like, the arts and yeah. with entrepreneurs and So did you have and a specific, uh, at some point when you're getting into this, going out and selling ads and you're trying to position this yeah. as why I'm putting my ad in alive and what lifestyle events you're going to cover and all that stuff, did you stumble into your voice or what would you say it is? when you started and what has it evolved into? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. Um, trying to think of, we had a, oh, like our second issue, one of the headlines was, um, straight girls have more fun, or do they? And we were talking about straight hair versus curly hair. <laughs> <laughs> and we like everyone was shocked they could not believe it yeah um so i'd say you know we've constantly been a little rebellious yeah um and i'm really proud of the fact that we never 
lost that. Even when, you know, as the brand has evolved and as our voices changed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we never really lost sight of who we were, which yeah. was, you know, we're the underdogs. Yeah. We're the people who are willing to say the crazy headline that everyone's like, what? Not in St. Louis. I yeah. can't believe you would say that. Yeah. Um, and we kind of push people out of their comfort zones. I think that's really important. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think as we all have gotten older, I mean, think mm-hmm. if you think of it, you know, we've really grown up. You're still up. pretty young, yeah. right? You started like when you were 12. Well, really, <laughs> literally, I found out. Started when 18. <laughs> still doing this. You're a young kid still. Yeah. And you've, had a, you've done this for a while. How, how old is this magazine? 12, 15, 15 years. Yeah. So we've all really grown up. Doing this. With the magazine. Yeah. Um, and I'd say where we've shifted in our voice has been you know, definitely much more civic minded. Okay. When we first started out, it was about living a fun, yes. happy, rich, yep. you know, exciting life. I'd, and I'd say it was a bud select existence. No. Yes. Yeah. If I'm comparing to beer brands, that's my, I know that. Yeah. But yeah, it's a lifestyle play. It's, it was, that's what it was. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was about, you know, fashion and food yeah. and, um, now yeah. we're much more focused on art and culture. That's okay. become, um, our number one content category. Okay. Um, and that has evolved over time too. And and you must have the readers to follow you. So that as the audience gotten more sophisticated in St. Louis? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think St. Louis has shifted. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it's funny. I have so many of these conversations. You'd think I'd know more, but <laughs> I don't know exactly why, or, you know, all yeah. the reasons why some of the, I think, younger people who would have normally left have not left. They've stayed here and rebuilt neighborhoods like Cherokee. Um, but I think that that shift did happen, that we had um, some of the WashU kids, some of the people who were originally from here who decided not to leave or came back really early on. Mm-hmm. And that whole renaissance that's happening with the city right now, um, it's, a, it's a new audience. And that's exciting. I think yeah. it's exciting for this new creative class that has emerged in the last like three years. Um, and th- those are our people, yeah. you know? So it, yeah. it, it allowed us to really move beyond some of our content categories and really focus on the content that quite frankly we want. Yeah, that's cool. So the magazine has picked up more weight, more gravitas a little bit, right? Would you say that? Um, Just more, yeah, yeah deeper. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, like, with the redesign, Yeah, that was one of our, our big objectives. And this is the new issue, is the first one that's been redesigned, right? So we have two issues out so far. Okay, okay, the, two issues. Yeah, so the good vibes issue and the creativity issue. Okay. Um, and we, you know, are working on our travel issue that'll be out in, like, two weeks, I okay. think. Getting close. Um, so, yeah, I mean... One of our big initiatives with mm-hmm. this rebrand and repositioning mm-hmm. um, of the media company is was really to dig deeper with all of our stories okay. and, um, and and really to cover the topics that we felt like were telling the best stories, the most interesting stories, and also sometimes the untold stories. Okay. Um, so I think that we've really just begun. Yeah. I mean, that part of it, I don't want to say we've, we're anywhere close to our destination. I mean, it will probably always be a journey that we're on, Yeah, yeah. but we are really working on that right now, yeah. is, you know, to make sure that we've got the writers who can go 
deep into those stories, make sure that we've got the right photographers who can also deliver on that brand promise. So it's an exciting time. I mean, we, we are definitely um, working every single day to really make sure that we're telling the best stories of the in St. Louis and telling them in yeah. the most interesting way. And that, so that's cool. And this is what you're doing now. Look, I want to pick up on there's a gap. Yeah. So tell me, when you when you got this magazine going, there's 15 years of this, right? Yeah. And I'm sure there's been days where it's like, we're, we're not going to make it, right? Yeah. You're in the publishing business. Right. The publishing business has absolutely crashed. Oh, yeah. It doesn't, rarely doesn't exist in some ways. Magazines have somehow made it, but not a lot. Some have not, right? Newspapers poor things, right? There's yeah. just nothing left the most of them. Um, how have you, how have you done this? And are yeah. you, are, were there days where like, oh my God, we're not going to do this, right? Or has this been pretty, yeah. have you found this place where it's like, oh yeah, we've made this or have there been like, ah, I don't know if we're going to make our next issue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so when the, the great recession happened, yes. um, it was under six months that the revenue was almost half of what it was. Wow. Um, so you've been you've lived through the lean times. Yeah. yeah. So that was, um, I mean, that definitely, you know, I think there, that was a time of questioning, yeah. of um, frustration, you know, to trying to figure out whether or not St. Louis was really, you know, ready for what we were yeah. doing because we were sort of the ancillary media buy yeah. right so it made sense that when times were tough that yeah. we were the first, first to get cut first to get cut yeah um now i think that wouldn't be the case with a lot of our partners because yeah. we're so different in terms of print media anyway yeah, yeah. than anyone else yeah um so a lot of the people who have uh stayed on with us as partners for all these years have really prioritized us but at that time we were not the priority. We were like, oh no, when the when the economy fell apart. So yeah, we've survived that. And I'm really proud of that. And yeah. I remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah. Those meetings, sitting on Saturday, uh, Kelly, you know, one of my business partners and I, you know, crying yeah. together and like, saying, Oh this. my God, like how could we ever make it out of this? And then, you know, we did. Yeah. We it's, figured it out. And and the other thing I think that you've done brilliantly is bring get, invest yourself in a lot of marketing and events and create things. And I think the RFT did this well. Mm-hmm. And I think media has to do this. But just creating Fashion Week, you know, and just these things that tell your story so well. And whether I ever pick up the magazine or not, I know your brand and I know what you stand for. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. It ultimately just does this thing. So... You started Fashion Week. That's been going on. Is that how's that going? Yeah, you're still doing it, right? Yeah. So um, I can't take credit for Fashion Week. So Attilio okay. was actually That's, who yes. who came up with the concept, yep. which is a funny story. So um, I was talking to somebody from Macy's, okay. and I had a wine. Back brand. when Macy's was still here. Back when Macy's was still here. And there was a wine brand called Echo Damani, and yep. they were, well, they're still around. They're still around. Um, they were interested in partnering with us to do a fashion show. So I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. So I go to Macy's, and I have a conversation with them about it, and I'm like, hey, we want to do this fashion show um, in collaboration with Echo Damani. What do you think? And they were like, oh, yeah. Well, too bad, because we actually are part of this thing called Fashion Week. Ah. This is 
10 years ago. I right. didn't know what Fashion Week was. Okay. So I come back to the office and I said, oh, to Attilio, we actually have these people who want to work with us, but they brought up something called Fashion Week anyway. And then he goes, oh, no, 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 no. Wait, what? What did they say about Fashion Week? <laughs> and I should have known now. Right. If I knew now, if I knew then what I know now, yeah. I would have been like, no, Attilio, we are not. <laughs> You're not doing that, <laughs> but no. You didn't know. I didn't know. Um, Another case of naivety. Getting yes. you, getting the better of you. Yes. Um, so no, I mean, I'm I'm so grateful that we've been able to work with so many talented designers and really. So wait, some was people the that fashion, are like my best friends now. The St. Louis Fashion Week was already started, or he had started it. No, 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 no. I didn't so tell you. It was at, another no, group. At that time, we were. We were literally trying to figure out our first fashion show. And gotcha. he, he said, why don't we make it Fashion Week? Gotcha. And so we did. There you go. Instead of having one night, we had three nights, and we were we were going. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's funny. We I showed a line with some French. It was John Maurice's line and Charlie Smith's line. Yeah. And I was like the... But it was fun. And it was that first or second year. It was very early on. But it was rocking from year one. Like, it yeah. came out of the gates, and it was a killer event. It was like Right a, from the get-go, and you're like, holy cow, that was amazing. It was probably a fun party, but... Great party. And yeah. I'm sure it was like a, a, a money messy. loser, yeah. total messy. No, no, what they're doing. <laughs> and and we, we do it... At, I think we did it at the casino. Ours was at the casino yeah. one year. Yeah. It might have been year Lumiere. three. Lumiere. Was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Lumiere, anyway, it just opened up. And it was rocking, though. Lumiere was... And is it still great? I'm sure it's still just awesome, right? Yeah. So we... I come. I've been in a while. I'm embarrassed. Oh, no. That's okay. Yeah. You know, I'll have to show you the video of last season. It's really... It's, it's amazing. It really tells the story well. So yeah. I'll, I'll let that tell the story. Perfect. But... I will post it. I'll post it. Oh, cool. Good. Okay, awesome. But yeah, I mean, it's... I think... You know, ultimately, it's a fun party yep. still. Yep. It's a lot of energy. We have, you know, over a thousand people who show up for the runway yeah. show, which is great for yep. all those designers to... Yep. Now, I mean, when we started, there was no such thing as Instagram. So right. now all of them are getting yeah. all the social media exposure. We have influencers that we fly in from all over the country That's cool. who have huge audiences. Yeah. And they're helping to tell the story of St. Louis. So... Yeah. I love all those little moving yeah. parts that have kind of been incorporated over the years. And the, the city's profile in fashion has gotten progressed immensely yeah. since you've been doing this, right? Well, yeah. I mean, like the can, New York you, Post. You can put St. Louis in fashion in the same sentence. It feels like, oh, that makes sense. That was not the case. Exactly. So cool. the New York Post wrote, meet me in St. Louis for shopping. And when that article came out, I think that was a really... That was an important moment yeah. because, um, you know, it just, everybody's always been down on our, yeah. on our fashion community. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody's been nostalgic for what it yeah. used to be and then people have just sort of been down and we have incredible, boutique, incredible boutiques. We have incredible designers. We've got all these entrepreneurs and jewelry artists and makers and yeah. bow ties and belts and all these really cool, groovy, amazing human beings yeah. who have been working so hard but didn't really have a platform. Yeah. And that's really, I mean, Fashion Week gave them a platform to meet each other, yep. to sell some of their goods. We've done like maker pop-up stores and then to actually show their work yeah. and to see what that feels like to have their clothing on a model and yeah. be like running around with like everybody's in their underwear and screaming about their hair and makeup. And, you know, I mean, that whole energy around the fashion yeah. industry awesome. 
it's an important part of it. You yeah. need to know what that looks like. Yeah, that's great. As when you at some point do you look back on this journey as the publisher of this magazine and see these are intentional moves to help this creative community bloom? And if you do, are you looking at what's your role for the next five years? I mean, do you think about that? Like, here's what we can really help this city do over the next five years. Or you just like the rest of us and just sort of, it just happens. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could say that I had plotted to get to this place. Um, And that I had been really intentional all along the way. But um, I can't say that. But I will say that, you know, we have been working with a consultant on a strategic plan. Okay. Really making a 10-year plan. And and that was part of the switch with the magazine was we really felt like, you know, the, the world of print has shifted. It definitely <laughs> It's not what it used to be. No. And yet we don't feel like it's going away. Yeah. We feel like the readers are becoming really particular about what they want that print experience to look like and yeah. feel like. Yeah. And we wanted an elevated print experience that was this beautiful, luscious paper that people were excited to sit down and curl up to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we, we took some big risks. I mean, we went from monthly to bi-monthly. And really shifted what our revenue model was. And um, we did that all intentionally as a part of a strategic plan to really diversify what we're doing on both the media side, but also to make space for, for what we want to do on the agency side. Yeah. And we're really... Which is my next question. So yeah. you now have an agency. Okay. I'm an agency guy, so I'm going to be cynical about this agency you got, but I'm excited for you. Okay, good. It's called Alive, and it makes perfect sense, actually that lots of magazines have born agencies out of them because what you do every day is create content and you create very awesome content mm-hmm. and you're very good at that. And that's what brands need. They're desperate to have killer content. Yeah. So you saw this and how long has this been in existence it's called, and this is, I, I assume it's going to be hand in hand with the media arm and it's going to flow back and forth yeah. and there'll be lots of things that go back and forth, which if I'm a brand, I'm really interested in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, if I you think... work for me as a media vehicle, mm-hmm. I'd love for you to work for me as a storyteller in every media space. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that for some brands, it will make sense for them to be on both sides, and yep. for some, some brands, they are only going to be on the agency side or only going to be on the media side, which is fine too. Yeah. But the media arm does give us, I think, you know, access to a lot of creative talent who are incredible, yeah. you know, photographers and illustrators yeah. and storytellers yep. and. Um, you know, they're great at understanding the human experience, which ultimately is really important for a brand right now. Um, because it is, it's the storytelling and all of those assets that are needed in order to do that well, but it's also, it's bringing a human element to a brand that I feel like everybody has to do nowadays, right? So the millennial generation especially requires that. Yeah. They'll see right through it if you're saying one thing and doing another thing. Yeah. Um, so that was a big thing for us as an organization was to really identify what our values are, what our core values are, and then to audit ourselves and go, okay, you know, we got to call our own bullshit. Like, where are we doing that and where are we not doing that? And let's make a commitment that over the next year we're going to really work hard mm-hmm. to get things realigned. Yeah. So, you know, we've been doing it now for like four months. Uh, yeah. Is it going well? Good. 
it's going really well. Good. It's going really well. Yeah, it's exciting and it's important. And yeah. to your point of like what's happening in the future, I think my role is really to create more creative jobs. Yeah. First and foremost is to ha- go from you know 15 employees to 1,500 employees mm-hmm. over the next 20 years. 15 to 1,500. That's a, okay. I like that. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Right? You want to be, yeah, no, and I think the upside <laughs> of where you can do that on the agency side or the storytelling side is you can do that. It's limitless. Well, not limitless, but yeah. Yeah. That's how you can grow. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a big part of it, but also through the magazine, it's telling the stories of the creative community yep. and really elevating the importance of those stories. And I'm a big supporter of what's happening within the tech startup space. Yep. And I see that, you know, that's well, going to be... You launched this little yellow magazine out here yeah. about the tech startup space. <laughs> yes. What's that called? Um, Entrepreneur Quarterly. Entrepreneur Quarterly. It's terrific. It's a great size. Thank right? you. Yes. Super cool. Yes. And then a live wedding, too. Is another property? It's an Yes. It's another magazine. Okay. And that... So both of those are happening on a quarterly basis. Gotcha. That's so. awesome. I love the entrepreneur one. Yeah, I mean, good. and it is, it's really important that people yeah. understand what's hap- happening in that tech startup space. And that was one thing that we felt like was one of the things that was going to drive this city forward. Yeah. And I feel just as passionately that the creative community, we need to put resources behind it and really yeah. make sure that it's got the infrastructure and support as well. Yeah. Because as I say, all those tech startups that are moving here, they have significant others that yeah. need a job too. And they want to work at a leading media company or, you Some know, place like this. Yeah. It you need a place. Great to have those job opportunities as well. That's cool. And so, and we've talked a little, but we haven't talked about the fashion fund, but we sort of did, mm-hmm. but the whole fashion thing is now attempting to do this and you're involved in that and I think this model of how to how to be the media voice of this this creative class right is ultimately going to attract more creative class I mean it needs that thing so that's what you that's your mission yeah I mean I think you know for both artists and entrepreneurs yeah how people are more creative and more entrepreneurial is by reading other stories of other people who yeah. are doing it, right? We learn. We're like, oh, my God. They, like, quit their job and went and started this and restaurant. This is it. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And that's what inspires us, I think, to take those risks, to be vulnerable, to, you know, do all the things that are, like, the buzzwords right now yeah. in the corporate America. But that, And yet they do help people, I feel like, live that their dreams, yeah. like, what yeah. they actually want to do, even yeah. if it just means, like, going to a coloring club and, you know, then going back to their corporate job the next day. Like, at least they're doing something yeah. that... Coloring clubs are hot. Makes them excited. They exactly. are. Exactly, yeah. Was at, yeah, the beer, there was one in Urban Chestnut. There was, like, a gajillion people there. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, we, this is tapped into something so raw with humans. They must come color. Right? <laughs> yes. yes There's like a, 200 people there coloring. The woman who started that uh, is, Genius. A, is a good friend. Is she? Uh, yes. What's her name? Uh, Jess Leach. And she, I'm going to have to podcast her she was, just to get her story. She, Yes, she has a podcast too, so you could uh, go well, back to the podcast 
Have, I wonder if that's ever happened. People podcast and hit record at the same time and then double publish. Of course it is. <laughs> We're going to do that. Yeah, that would be so much other. fun. And then she, and she's got a, a publication she's starting too. So she, she actually used to be marketing um, okay. manager here. And quarter job Live. and started coloring club. Yeah. She's God lover. Well, she actually transitioned into a creative, so she still writes for us, okay. but she wanted to be, you know, switching from that project management role to a creative life. And she's doing, you know, a lot of really cool projects and still a dear friend. And it's, it's awesome. And that's, that's the core of what right? you want happening in the city yes. is that people like her have the resources so that they need. Yeah. To yeah. do cool shit. Yeah. I'm so that. important. Good. That's a good way to end it. <laughs> Elizabeth Tucker. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. Uh, the St. Louis is lucky to have you. Oh, thanks. Right? I'm Congratu lucky to be in St. Louis. I know. Well, congratulations. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Thank you.